Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here from Confidence After Cancer and I hope this finds you well. In this week's podcast, I've got a bit of a serious topic that I want to talk about. One of the things that people struggle with after cancer treatment ends is the fear of recurrence. And so I've got some information that I want to share with you today. Not that's going to take that fear away, but it's going to help you. For me, information is power. So the more you know about stuff, the more you can empower yourself to make some wise choices. So I'm going to talk to you today about prevention. What can you do? Take some power into your own hands. Some things we can't control, some things that we can control. So the things that we can control, let's think about those. Cancer prevention might sound a bit ironic, you know, after a cancer diagnosis, but this is all about thinking about recurrence, which is a common topic of fear. So what I'm going to talk today about is what are carcinogens? What are toxins? Why are they so bad for us? What, what's wrong with them? What's wrong maybe with the way that we're living? And then I'm going to tell you five top things that you can avoid or just to be mindful of and make some wiser choices. So how would that sound? Okay, so one research to do from the University of Massachusetts concluded that as many as 35% of all cancers are driven by environmental toxins. And that's quite a worrying statistic, isn't it? But what it's saying is, you know, we can't all pinpoint where our cancer came from. But generally, there's a lot of studies, and I'm going to put some links in the show notes below this podcast. So if you're interested in the science, you can find out more about what the scientists are saying and what they're learning about where cancers come from. But there's a recurring theme here that toxins, chemicals that are in, in our environment are related to some types of cancer some of these toxins may be coming from the workplace they may be coming from you know the air around us they may be coming from pollution in the roads but some of those chemicals come from things in our homes and that's really what i want to talk about today because i think if you're mindful of this and you've got some um, information about this you can make some wiser choices Okay, and canceractive.com, and I'll put a link to their website. That's another really good website. Uh, They say environmental toxins are a modern plague and cancer, especially hormone-driven cancer, is the resultant epidemic. And if you think about the way we're living now, we've almost become to accept that one in two people in their lifetime are going to get cancer, as if that's a natural thing and I don't believe it is I think there's a lot we can do personally there's a lot we can a a lot of power we can take into our own hands and one of them for me I'm very very mindful now of toxins do I live in a bubble am I perfect no absolutely not but certain things that I do every day that have become my habits I'm going to share those with you so what is a carcinogen well basically it's any type of agent or substance that is known to cause cancer 
and other studies have shown that 90, up to 90% of cancer is environment and lifestyle related. That constant exposure to chemicals may disrupt your hormones and it may increase your breast cancer risk. So our homes are the place where we spend the most time. So what can we do to make our homes safe? We cannot control everything in the environment. We know that. But what we can control is what comes into our homes. Okay. Cancer causing chemicals can lurk in almost any everyday product you can imagine. Sweets, food, toys, clothes, hair dyes, pet food and more. So reducing your exposure to items that have potentially harmful ingredients is a great way to safeguard your health. And as I said, there's no guarantee with any of this. You know, it's not, you can't follow this to the letter and say, oh, it's 100%, I'm never gonna get cancer. But what you can do statistically is reduce your risk of cancer. And why would we not choose to do that? There's a lot of information out there and it can, and it might seem like a daunting task when you're making choices or when you're out shopping. And again, I'm gonna put some links below to some um, really good uh, websites. And one of them is the Environmental Working Group, EWG. And they've got lists of all sorts of products. So you can check it on their website. You know, is it harmful? Is it safe? You know, almost like a, um, a traffic light system. Is it red, amber or green? And you can just avoid the things that are red if that's what you choose to do. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is toxic forever chemicals, as they're known. The highly toxic forever chemicals, or also known as PFAs, can be found in a wide uh, and vast array of consumer products and industrial applications. Even very low doses of PFAs in drinking water have been linked to an increased risk of testicular and kidney cancer, in addition to other health harms. And when you think about it, these are everywhere. So avoid anything that is stain or wrinkle or water resistant. You know, sometimes people will say, oh, we can come and uh, put a, a coating on your um, furn soft furnishings to make them less stain resistant. Well, yeah, that's helpful to reduce stains, but what's in those chemicals? And that's if you're sitting in your sofa or your settee every day and you're ingesting those chemicals, what are they doing to you? I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying be mindful of the choices that you make it. The other thing that they lurk in as well is nonstick pans, stain resistant upholstery, I've just said, spill proof, children's products and toys. So a lot of these things are in children's clothes. Um, rainproof outerwear, you know, the things to make them waterproof. And also, this was a real one for me, long-lasting cosmetics. I don't need lipstick that stays on all day. I'm quite happy to be able to reapply my lipstick. It's not a, you know, a showstopper for me. But think about those long-lasting lipsticks that, you know, they are quite common. They're everywhere. And people think, oh, that's a good thing. I put my lipstick on in the morning. I don't have to reapply it. But those chemicals, what's in them? It's just something to be mindful of. I'm not here to tell you what you should do and what not to do. I'm saying just be mindful of the choices that you're making and how would it feel to make wiser choices, safer choices for you. The next um, area that you can look at is contaminants in your tap water. What is in your drinking water? And depending on which part of the world you're in, this water quality, it varies so much. Yours may be contaminated with um, contaminants linked to cancer, including nitrates, arsenic, PFAs and uranium. So what can you do about that? Well, the simple thing is to just buy a really good home water filter, you know, a jug that you keep in your fridge. Depending on your budget, you can get some really cheap ones. You can, you can splash out and spend a lot more if this is something that you're really concerned about. 
but a water filter is always a good thing to do we all know we should be i bang on all the time about um hydration um because that was one of the big things that came out of my nutritional healing training that i did most disease starts with dehydration you're not in a good place if you're dehydrated so it's great thing to drink lots of water but make sure it's quality water okay the third thing that i'm going to come on to is artificial food colorings and so two in five food products according to the research contains artificial coloring chemicals that could possibly harm your health red three I'd never heard of this, but it has been linked to cancer, but it's allowed in thousands of foods marketed to children. You know, the brightly colored sweets, the brightly colored things. So it can be in some types of popcorn, hot chocolate, sweets, snack mixes, uh, plus many strawberry or cherry flavored things. So foods, think about the things that are really vividly um, colored. Are they natural thing? You know, eating a bowl of strawberries, great. That's a natural thing. But if you're eating something that's strawberry flavoured and it's bright red, it's quite likely to have some of these chemicals in it. So just, again, be mindful. OK, so what can you do? You can study labels and stay away from ingredients with names like red three and blue one. Um, these chemicals may also appear with lake in their names, such as lake allura red. I've never heard of this. But basically, I always think when you're looking at packaging, look at the ingredients that's in food if you can't recognize the name of, of what's in your food it's a chemical and it's probably not doing you a lot of good if that's a food that you love yeah enjoy it enjoy it occasionally but just be mindful that you're not eating processed foods all day every day it's not going to do your health any good number four that i'm going to talk about briefly is pesticides in products so you think about you know you might be thinking while well, i'm eating really healthily i'm eating my fruit and my veg what's it been sprayed with and make some choices there you do see now more and more people are going organic i think people are becoming more mindful of this um but lowering exposures to pesticides from products uh, produce also reduces a person's mortality risk from cancer according to research published by scientists from the harvard um, school of public health so there's lots and lots of studies about this now that are coming out and again you know i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor and i've not read all of these studies I'll put some links in below if you if you're that way minded you can look at the science you can look at the research but just be mindful this is what i'm saying to just be mindful of what you are eating and drinking okay a diet that includes fruits and vegetables is essential for health and lowering your cancer risk but a lot of produce that is sold in the us and in the uk contains residue of potentially harmful pesticides okay and that doesn't include pesticides found on other foods such as oats, rice, wheat and beans. So what can you do? Well, you can choose organic fruit and vegetables wherever possible. Consult EWG, the website that I've said before. I'm going to put a link to that. And think about the, the fruits and vegetables that have the highest traces of pesticides. And just try to buy organic whenever possible to lower the risk. Number five group of chemicals that I'm going to come on to um, is hair colorants and relaxers and again you think about I, it really came home to me when i started to think about this a few years ago when you get up in the morning and you, like most people you have a shower brush your teeth and get ready for work or get ready for your day how many products are you using in that process you may use a shower gel a soap a shampoo a conditioner you know hair straighteners relaxers whatever your mousse on your hair whatever it is styling products and then there's a whole array of stuff that's in your makeup bag. 
And all of those things may contain harmful chemicals. And again, I'm not saying don't wear makeup. I'm saying make some safe choices. Again, there's great websites you can go on where the products are natural or they've got lower um, lists of chemical ingredients. So the more you can do and the more safe choices you can make. And there are some, you know, lovely, um, usually smaller independent shops that sell homemade soaps. You know, they're not commercially produced. They're not full of additives. So you can choose them. There are a lot of studies um, pointing to a connection between hair treatments and cancer. And I know personally, I know quite a few friends now that have got allergies to hair dyes. And, you know, there's something in their hair dye. And if it works for you, you know, I, I dye my hair, but make some safe choices. OK. And again, EWG's Skin Deep database rates more than 80,000 personal care products in a simple, reachable uh, online format. So you can check those out as well. So those are the five main things. I'll give you some other little tips as well. One of the things that I'm very conscious of is when we're out in the in you know in the world and then we come into our home, as I say, we can control it, the, our home environment a lot more than we can maybe at work or outside. But I like to just always take my outdoor shoes off when I get home. It's a great thing to do. Just leave them at the front door. And don't bring the, you know, the dirt or the chemicals or whatever else that you've um, attracted onto your shoes. Just don't bring that into your home. Always, always wash your hands before eating. I th it amazed me during the pandemic that um, hand washing became such a revelation to so many people. But if you think about it again, if, especially if you think about if you're on public transport, how many surfaces do you touch that other people have touched? You don't know if they've coughed, sneezed, what, what chemicals are on there as well. So always just regular hand washing is a great thing and and a lot a lot of people are into the you know the hand sanitizing gels now but there's a lot of chemicals in them as well so i just think simple hand washing is the best thing um a good top tip really is to find a good local shop that sells organic produce farm shops if you've got one near you are often more expensive but you know where that food has come from and hopefully you're supporting a, a small business as well a local business to you the last thing I'd really like to say to you is, although some of this stuff sounds really, you know, scary, and it is, it's worrying that chemicals can cause cancer. But I'm not encouraging you to live in fear. I'm encouraging you to be mindful of these things, make some wise choices and just be coming aware of what you can do. For me, is very empowering. And it's a step. As I say, there's no guarantees with any of this. Can I say to you, I'm never going to get cancer again? No, I can't. But I can tell you I'm doing a lot of things that are reducing my risk of that happening. And that mentally for me, it gives me a boost. It gives me a buzz. I've spent 15 years studying this now. I want to do everything that I can to stop my cancer coming back. And whatever I'm learning, I'm happy to share with you as well. I've now got a, um, a guide to everything that I've just been talking about. You can download it from my website. I'll put a link in the show notes below. I've also got um, a number of useful websites that have got a lot of scientific research if you want to get into that and some just some general lifestyle advice for you. The more you can research this, the more you can keep yourself safe. Don't become paranoid. Don't live in fear, but keep yourself safe. Keep yourself sane. Keep smiling. Thank you so much for listening to me. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. Pop me a message if you've got any questions. And I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.